Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no South Hello, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to part two of this week's Akdung Millwall. Part one will already have been published, but I want to follow up the show um, with our voicemails. People have been kind enough to send me a good uh, deal of voicemail this week, so I wanted to try and do something different with it, if I can, if it works anyway, which is to um, do a little bit of a reactive element to the, the various messages that people have sent in. Normally, time pressures mean I have to, you know, essentially leverage them into the end of each show. And, I'm, you know, although I'm always very, very grateful for everybody's efforts, I'm conscious that it's just um, I'm hammering it in without doing any kind of um, follow up. So I thought maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Let's do a little bit of reaction to each of the uh, I think about seven or eight messages I've got to play you following that depressing 3-0 loss at home yesterday to Leeds United. Um, I think it was depressing. Personally, I thought we were, we we laid we both laid it on a plate uh, the defeat on a plate for them, and also we saw um, a level of um, Gary Rowett style tactics deployed against us, only with more expensive players. But um, anyway, let's uh, we'll get into the the messages in a moment. First, though, dear listeners, of course, uh, as you know, this season. Acton Mills in partnership with Pundit Games, the uh, the ultimate football quiz game. And Christmas is looming, so um, if you want a really good old-school board game, this is the thing. It's nothing to do with your screen. This, many, many kids now um, stare at their screens all day and every day. And this is an old-fashioned board game. It's a quiz game based on your knowledge of football, so it's got all the right elements for us, uh, especially all you older heads out there. And today's question is going to be one that favours the older heads rather than younger heads but you know we like to mix it up a little bit um but no it's a great board game you basically play on a football pitch style board you move forwards by answering the questions correctly and if you get enough questions right you get to score a goal and you play it over um 45 minutes or i suppose you could do 90 minutes if um if you choose to play that way and the winner is the person who scores the most goals pretty damn simple in my opinion great game christmas birthdays um, or as we've said, just get a few of the chaps around, get a few beers out and see who really does know their football and who doesn't. But anyway, on that note, this is today's question. It's one for the older fans listening out there. This question is, relates to the World Cup. Um, one of Germany's, well, it would have been West Germany uh, at the time, but anyway, Germany now, one of Germany's best ever players, this forward, 
played in the same four World Cups as Pelé. And the photo of him leaving the field after losing the 1966 World Cup final to England was voted Photo of the Century by Kicker magazine. Uh, his senior career was uh, maybe 20 years with Hamburg, 476 appearances for Hamburg, 404 goals from 476 appearances for Hamburg. And then, oddly, bizarrely, he finished at Cork Celtic. That's a strange move. Hamburg to Cork Celtic for one game um, for the uh, Corkmen, 1978. One appearance, scored two goals. Uh, 72 appearances for the West German national side, 1954 to 1970. 43 goals for the for the West German side. Photo of the century as he left the field after the uh, the 4-2 loss to England, 1966. Who is that man, dear listeners? I should tell you the answer to that question if you've not got it already at the end of the show. But first up, let's have a quick listen to our first voice note. It comes in from... Um, Craig Jones via Twitter. Incidentally, you can use Twitter to send me these messages. You just send me a, a direct message on Twitter, Achtung Millwall, and you press the little sound file. You have to speak into the microphone to get it right, but uh, do use it. It's always great to hear from you. So, hear from Craig first up. Oh boy, where 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 to begin with this game? Where where do we possibly start? Um, okay, we'll start with the positives. Um, Ryan Leonard has pretty much solidified himself as our right centre back, despite the fact that he is more akin to a to a midfielder. But to do that job, he he's done pretty well. Um, we didn't look like we were out of it in the first half, despite the first goal that they scored. Uh, I think that's probably about it. I think. Um, otherwise, that was just. That was hard. That was a hard watch. That second half, such a hard watch. It takes something for us to to make attacking substitutions and look less offensive. I don't really know what happens going forward with Rowett. Uh, I said in a WhatsApp group that I think we are pretty much. Um, I'm pretty much eighty percent Rowett out now. Um, not because I want him out, but because I, I think that it comes to a point where so much investment has been put into this side, so much faith put in his investments, that you'd expect some form of positive result to come. Um, but sadly, I can't see that happening now. There definitely feels like there's something off about the way we play something about the way we set up how out of sorts Fleming looks how we don't really get Nisbet involved as much Um, we seem to buy midfielder after midfielder after midfielder yet we are desperate and it showed today for a centre back and even a change of shape that change of shape didn't happen Um, and we became far too predictable and leads they weren't great but they were clinical and i think the other thing with it is that they have they have million pound more than million pound players multi-million pound players in their squad and they've got a manager who's got pedigree of of winning the league however it's just it's an ongoing issue at home 
we haven't we've barely won at home in the last 10 12 games and for the dent that is not on regardless of who we're playing against we should show zero respect to anyone coming to our place and really we were clawing and scraping at Leeds but we didn't really do anything to to kind of bludger them but we only tested their keeper once and even then that looked like a pretty straightforward save from Longman's shot in the first half um yeah it's it's shocking i don't really know how we can turn this around i think if if we don't only get a result against Rotherham but also put in a display which is worthy of of outstanding that i I think the writing may well be on the wall for him. And I think we do need some freshening up, someone with a bit of fresh impetus to, to inspire the players, because I think they are just done with the same old, same old, over and over again. Um, and I don't blame them, because it's... Yeah, we do have injuries, but it, it, that's no excuse for the, for the players that we have. We need to do so much better than that. And I think it's, yeah, it's it's probably coming to the end of, of the Rowett era. Huge thank you, Craig. Um, I detect a note of exasperation, which I think is probably fairly common um, amongst most Millwall fans. I mean, there's always going to be some online. You get a lot of instant reaction, especially on Twitter. It's one of the curses of the modern world, dear listen, it? The old uh, instantaneous social media. I'm not sure we've gained an awful lot with it. But it does give a platform for people. And in the moment, you know, the row it out um, thing is it, it, is um, it's an easy thing to latch onto into the aftermath of any defeat. I must admit, I've always been a bit wary of that kind of knee-jerk uh, get shot at the manager. Um, he has raised us from, um, you know, he's, he's raised us, he's turned us into a a kind of above average championship side. I don't think that's either too harsh nor too overplaying our hands. We've finished consistently in the the zone of 11 to, to 8th, um, whilst flirting with the playoffs. Um, I do think very much though, and I think this is where you're going, Craig, without paraphrasing you, that he's reached a cap, he's reached his limit. I kind of get a sense that this is as far as he can take us. And yesterday's game particularly, as we've said a few times in the other show, and I think we're probably going to hear a lot in these voicemails, um, we just don't know what to do in terms of breaking down opposition. I mean, you're right, you're right. Leeds, million-pound players, parachute money, blah, blah, blah. Whether we like it or not, that's the league that we're having to compete in. Um, the problem being that the main weapons that we have to compete with money and, and, and class and quality is the uh, destructive effect that then can have on form. And I don't know that Gary Rowett is particularly a manager that knows how to deploy that. But big thank you to Craig Jones. I'm going to move along now. Uh, next up is Sam Treby. Thank you for contacting me, Sam. Let's play your message, mate. You right, Nick? It's Sam. Uh, today pretty much highlighted at any faults of a top six finish or about as likely as can't get rid of you, Les. We can blame the referee for the for the first goal, but let's have it right. They scored another two goals pretty easily. And we made them look good today. They weren't very good. And they were on a poor run of form. But like any side, they must see coming to the den as a charity. Because it's not a fortress anymore. We just let teams roll us over. 
there was no fight in that side at all. And it's going to be a long season because he can mix that side up as much as he wants. Nobody seemed to want it today. Even at a goal down, we've seen that the goalkeeper was wobbly. We've seen their defences wobbly. But yet we don't go back and attack them again. It was only a minute ago. It's just like we can see the goal and there's no plan B. Um, and we're relying on set pieces to score a goal. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season and we're going to be nowhere near that top six. Make you right, Sam. Um, it's hard to say. I, at the moment, I do agree with you, mate. Um, top six looks way, way off. I'd settle for survival, um, which might be some might say might be overreactive. I did see something on Twitter today. Someone said that Millwall fans are drama queens because we, um, you know, overreact to losses and overreact to, to wins sometimes. I don't think it's an overreaction to say that um, we're nowhere near being of the quality required. I, I, I agree with you to some level in that um, we made it easy for Leeds, Sam. I, I, I agree with that much, mate. I think we laid it on a plate. I said this in the, the other show that I've done with, with Michael and, and Graham. We, you know, the way they moved for our mid, midfield was wide open. You know, that's not, no one can tolerate that. Um, that does come down to some level to the choices made by the manager. He's playing midfielders um, in a loose formation out there. Billy Mitch, I'm not sure, suited yesterday's setup. Um, why George Savile was, was dropped, I don't know. Um, but uh, certainly uh, Leeds had the freedom of the borough of Lewisham to run down the middle of our pitch yesterday. Um, and I thought they executed that well enough. I mean, um, if you give them, if you give good players space and time, I think Gary Ma- Rowett said this in his post-match, um, you know, they, they'll hurt you. And they, we did get hurt yesterday. I, I do agree with you very much, Sam, that we don't show any fight, we don't show any mill drive, that does come down to the manager. I don't know that he does. Um, I don't think he's got that um, that 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 colour in his palette um, to use an artistic term. I just don't think he has that shade in him. But um, big thank you to to Sam for those comments. I'm going to go now with um, I'm using my palette on my screen. I'm going to go next with one of my favourite posters. One of my favourite contributors is Bill Slack. You love him. I love him. What's Bill got to say after yesterday? Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. I'm walking the dogs, so apologies in advance if the um, if the sound quality is shit. Just match me mood. You ever? I'll tell you how I feel. I, absolutely everything connected to Millwall Football Club at the minute is shit. The whole thing, from from leaving home to getting home. You know what Khan and TFL have done to that one-way system. Um, that Surrey Docks one. One-way system takes you a fucking hour to get in and an hour to get out. Um, the queuing, the queuing system with a built-in trip hazards, um, and the football, the football is so dire. It is so shit. I, and I just, you know what? I dread home games now because I've got an obligation to go down there, and I absolutely dread them because I know the football's going to be shit, and I'm going to be watching a load of. Average footballers or decent footballers not given a chance to actually go and win games by the manager. Um, I just feel like I've I've had enough. Do you know what? I could have I could have seen my grandsons today. 
Um, I could have done a bit of DIY. I could have sat on my settee, scratching my bollocks, watching reruns of Bangers and Cash, and all three options would have been preferable to to that today. You know, it occurred to me as well that Millwall Football Club, in, in my lifetime, will not win another league championship unless we get relegated. You look at Leeds, Leicester, Southampton, all of these clubs with far bigger resources than us. The top two are out of our reach um, the first time the referee blows a whistle for the first game of the season. So what are we doing? We're hoping that we, we, we put enough results together to maybe scrape into the top six and maybe scrape through to the, to the Premier League. It's just, it's all fucking fixed. It's completely fixed against us. Um, I've just had enough, mate. I just, there's, there's no pleasure, there's no enjoyment to going down there. Um, it's a chore. It's fucking hard work. Um, and it ain't really how I want to spend my, my, my spare time. And uh, I don't know if, uh, as the saying goes, that's real war or not, but they got to show us something, haven't they? they they got to show us something. And um, can I ask when the last time a midfielder scored for us? I don't think we've had one score this year, have we? Um, there's no goals in the side. There's no... I don't know, mate. It's just fucking miserable all round. Um, yeah. See you Wednesday. Cheers. Inimitable as ever, uh, Bill. Thank you very much, mate. I do love your pieces, even though they're... They're depressingly spot on. Um, I make you right. There is no pleasure in going to Millwall at the moment. And that's a big problem, dear listeners, because I don't know how you out there listening to this show feel, but yesterday was a fucking drudge. I mean, you know, um, I don't thankfully manage to avoid the, the one-way system, but I do catch a bit of Jamaica Road narrowed down now to one lane so that we don't all choke to death on lead fumes or whatever it, the reason is. Um... And then I managed to skirt around the northern edge of it all. But yes, it's grief. You know it. Um, we all know it. And you want to go watch some attacking, full-blooded football. I, I actually don't have the expectation, Bill, that we will win leagues. I, I've, I've never, you know, the, the, these are a landmark moments in my life, my Millwall life, life, I suppose you call it. Um, so I don't, none of us, I believe, set out with the idea that we will you know, maybe win a championship. Um, that said, I do want to go down there and be thrilled and entertained with a spectacle. If we won as many games as we lost, um, but we win them with some pizzazz, and we lose them with a bit of pizzazz, um, that actually do me. I, 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 I don't really aspire to um, Premier League football in particular. Um Everything I've seen of the Premier League looks pretty bland and, you know, we, I suppose we had a taste of it yesterday with Please Don't Sing Naughty Songs and all that kind of thing. Um, that's the modern world and that's not going to change, listeners. Uh, anyone that thinks it will change is woefully mistaken. But I do want to see a bit of entertainment. I like to see a bit of attacking football. I want to see a bit of blood and thunder. Um, and that's actually all that I ask out of me. Well, I want a, a seat that's not covered in bird shit. I ask that as well. Um, but you're right. You know, the, there's a whole load of incompetences that you see um, across the board at the moment. I, I include the manager because yesterday's setup did not exploit an 18,000 crowd 
that was looking for something, some reason to be there on a Sunday morning, noon kickoff, so that Sky can show the game on their stupid channel that we all subscribe to to watch the game that we love. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I make you right, Bill. I, I hear you, mate. I, I actually feel your pain. I, I, that's me empathising with you there, mate. So huge thank you to Bill Slack. Next up, I'm going to play John Rankin. I'm going to play John Rankin. Let's have a listen to John. Afternoon, Nick. In a state of shell shock after that nil three defeat at the hands of Leeds at the Den today. Um, John Rankin just calling in. Um, well, what can you say? We started so well. I mean, the first I looked up at the board first eight to ten minutes. I thought we've got to get a goal here because we're playing so well. We're getting out wide. Uh, we're getting in some good positions. We've got to make this count because knowing Millwall as I do, um, we're going to invest all this energy and running and effort. And if we don't get a return on it, we will lose. And that's surely what happened. But I don't think that's the whole story, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people are getting upset with Gary Rowett and the way he's setting the team up. And I think that it shows a lack of pragmatism really on his part I'm not going to go into the game too much but what I'd like to do is just share some thoughts on to how it could be a lot better and a lot more practical now Leeds played what looked like to me a 3-3-4 or a 4-2-4 they were very hence they were very quick on the transition they were able to move the ball extremely quickly from defence to attack and punish us. That's something that we weren't able to do because we have eight defensive players on the pitch if you include the goalie. Now, I've said all this before in previous voicemails. I'm not going to repeat it. The 5-2-3 system that Rowett plays and which he is completely wedded to is great if you've got the players to execute it. We haven't got the players. And when I saw those two really good wing-backs coming, Norton Cuffey and uh, Joe Bryan, and also George Longman, I thought, oh, God, here we go. It's going to be a long season because we're going to look good and then we're going to come up short. And the reason we're coming up short is our lack of creativity. No number 10 again today for the whole of the match. I mean, you know... Uh, Alan Campbell and Zian Fleming pointless pointless being on the pitch I mean I would rather play Ryan Leonard in at number 10 than either of those two at least he's got a bit of creativity and he's looking to do something on the ball or I'd rather play Roman Essay or anyone really Duncan Watmore apart from them two because if you play that 5-2-3 system yeah, or 5-2-1-2 as it is You've only got three out-and-out forward attacking players on your team. A number 10 and two up front. And if any of those, especially a number 10, doesn't show up, you're not going to win a game. You're going to look good in, in, in fits and starts. You're going to get the ball wide. You're going to cross into a box where there's no one there to finish it off. And you're going to have nothing going down the middle. Absolutely nothing at all. And that's what's happening to Millwall. So, you know, until it changes and until Rowett wakes up and is a bit more practical and says, right, I need to play two centre-backs and Norton Cuffey and Joe Bryan or George Longman 
as my fullback stroke wingbacks. I need to put three midfielders in the middle of the park with only one as a holding midfielder. While we've got Savile, Mitchell and Denore, you know, we've got three CDMs. And why do we need three CDMs? We need one. So we need to play four at the back, one holding midfielder, two attacking midfielders and three up front. Now Leeds played, just to repeat myself, a 4-2-4 today. And look what they did to us. Absolutely demolished us. Very, very poor football from Millwall. You know, what makes me laugh as well is you listen to all the pundits and the manager and all these, oh, well, you know, we moved them about, we dominated in this, bit of quality, bit of that. Bollocks. Right, we got turned over, fucking 0-3 at home. And that's disrespectful to the Millwall faithful, just like Reading turning us over, you know, 0-4. You cannot have this carrying on, right? So either something changes, it fucks off, right, to a premiership team, which is clearly what he wants, and gets a decent, you know, a decent set of players to execute his holy grail of football, or he <laughs> he changes and says, "I've got to work with what I've got." You know, we've got journeyman, professional championship players, and he's asking them to play in a very, very complex, sophisticated system which requires, you know, a skill set, I'm afraid, way beyond what they got. And I hate to say that. That sounds so patronising and demeaning of, of good, solid, honest championship players that we've got. So there you go. I've got it off my chest now. So fuck off, Rowett. Over and out. Truth-telling from John Rankin. I, I dig what you're saying, John. Um, I can't believe I can't believe Gary Rowett believes he's a Premier League level manager. He's deluded, if that's what he believes. We we may we don't know that, um, and I've, I'm going to invent it and believe it to be the truth, because that makes him sound deluded. Then, and I kind of like that idea. Um, I agree. I agree. We're trying to play um, Pep Guardiola style level with players that are more suited to um, you know. To your local, um, your local uh, recreation ground. Now that's that's too much. I'm, I'm gonna, I withdraw that previous comment. Members of the jury, as you said, you're right. Good, honest championship level players, but we cannot, um, we cannot ask them to um, play this style and expect to win. Yesterday was probably a good example of it because I thought Leeds um, played the style that Gary Row is trying to achieve. This kind of counter punch style I'm not qualified I have no interest in the numbered systems of whether it's uh, you know 5132 or whatever whatever all that old tosh is um, but they did soak up whatever pressure we could muster we mustered some mustered some bluster that's that's um, a good poetic way to put it we mustered some blustered um, but we didn't really get into any dangerous positions they just soaked up what we could um, the possession that we had and then went through us on the counter-punch. That's precisely the kind of style, I think, that Gary Rowett wants us to play, um, but we can't manage it. Um, something needs to change. Um, would I be unhappy to see him go? Not really. I mean, I, we, we joked around on the other show that I did with Michael and Graham about it being a... We've said on this show previously that it is a loveless marriage. Um, and 
I think it must go in both directions. I don't think he's all that um, turned on by us. And um, certainly with 18,000 Millwall fans yesterday in the stadium wanting it, this was Leeds. The noise was good. Um, I don't know where you sit, listeners. Where I sit in the West Upper, it was pretty decent. And you've got to lay on red raw meat for the crowd to get hold of, to pull it to pieces, and we just don't do that. I don't think it's within his lexicon, Gary Rowett's lexicon, to lay on that kind of football. Um, now, it will have its limits. You know, let's not beat around the bush. We saw the limits of that kind of football with Neil Harris. Um, at some point, you run out of road. Um, at best, you might win as many as you lose. Myself, that's probably why I go Millwall. Why do you go to Millwall, what, listeners? Do you go there to be educated into the finer, you know, the fine dining of, of Pep Guardiola level football? Or do you go there for um, a bit of raw, raw meat and, um, you know, fundamental excitement? I think I know the answer to that question. But there are some out there that maybe aspire to different things. But a big thank you to John. Um, very succinctly put, John. Thank you very much for that, mate. This is going to go now to our next caller. Which is going to be um, Jim Littler. I'm going to have a listen to Jim. Hello, Nick. Another full house and another defeat. I don't know what where it's thinking sometimes with them subs again. It was just shocking. You won nil down. You brought a striker in the summer. God knows what we paid for him. And you take him off. The bloke is a complete fool. I've said it many times. What midfield did we have today? Because I couldn't see one. The gaps between the defence and the forwards for the Leeds players to knock it about in. It's embarrassing. It, for a professional championship team, it's absolutely a joke. I don't know if it's the players aren't playing for him or the systems are all wrong, but surely now, Berylson, James Berylson, bless him, he's got to be looking at this and thinking, this bloke has took us as far as he can. And we've got to do something about it and quick because we are going to get in a real fight down that bottom if we're not careful. A team that don't score goals and concedes a lot of goals. You don't need to bloody be a rocket scientist to work out where you're going to be. We've got the players. We've got the skill in certain areas. But we don't either play them or when we do play them, we play them in the wrong positions. Amaku come on and Essa came on. Essa was playing like a fucking centre back at certain points, and whether it was, he was told to do that or whether he was just trying to get the ball and create something, I don't know. But it's like he made the subs, and you're thinking, what? What have he changed? What actually have told him to do? You put what more on who runs low around like an headless chicken? You brought Fleming on, who you'd think have a point to prove, and he's just doing the Fleming what he's doing this season. And as I say, you, you take Nisbet off, and I feel so sorry for Nisbet. He must have come down here thinking, I'm joining a team who's just missed out on the playoffs last season, and he, he must be thinking, what the hell have I joined? Just another disappointing day, and Wednesday could be uh, could be interesting if we don't at least get a goal. But yeah, we go again. Cheers, mate. Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Big thank you, Jim. Yeah, midfield. The midfield was shockingly empty yesterday. I mean, at the repeat point, I suppose, we made it easy on Leeds to beat us by three clear goals. Should have been more, actually. I think they had a, a few chances. Um, there's a late, late shout, I think, for a penalty. I thought they had a penalty at one point. Jake clipped their man behind, but anyway, he didn't get it. But you know what I mean? It should have been three, four, five. Um, that might have been more of a decisive loss that might have... Um, Got the natives restless. I, I I do wonder about Wednesday night against Rotherham. We can't afford another shambolic performance. Um, but yeah, um, we're in danger of saying the same things over and over. But a huge thank you to to Jim for that contribution. I do appreciate everyone who sends me a voice. If you want to contribute, listeners, give me a shout um, on on Twitter. You can send a direct message to me via Twitter. I can record those. Um, and you know, as I'm trying to do now, I'm going to try and include everyone on these shows and do a little bit of reaction to them. It's, it might be a day or two delay between receiving it and it going out, but uh, that's what I'm going to try and do. I think it's a nice way to to interact with people. So, a big thank you to to Jim. Um, next up, we're going to be listening now to to Matt Richards. Have a listen to Matt, one of our show regulars. Hey Nick, it's Matt Richards here. Just got back from from the game. I'm just dialing with my thoughts, really. Um, I mean, obviously, losing 3 0 to Leeds is, is awful, or it's a terrible result. But, you know, I mean, I've, I don't know. I just I don't feel as if it's the end of the world. So I'm not, I'm not it's not going to be a positive um, voicemail. Far from it. But I thought we were in that game um, until they scored the second. And, you know, I thought we were in control of it for large parts of the game as well. Um, they soaked up the pressure. They've got far better players than us. You know, I don't like it when we keep playing the whole little Millwall thing, but I'm sorry, but if you've got Jorginho Ruta, or Rata, what his name is, 36 million, and he looked 36 million as well, um, that's a big difference. You've got Piero, you know, they were a different class to us. I don't think they they were brilliant um, because it was was counter-attack football. Um, but equally in defence, we didn't really trouble them either. Really, we you know we we huffed and puffed and got crosses in, wayward shooting, um, but we never actually cut through them. Apart from 
Bradshaw's chance in, in early in the in the second half. Um, so I don't I don't think it's a terrible performance from us. I thought I thought I saw I thought I saw a lot of effort. Um, I thought it was just we came up against a team better than us and we just can't break them down in the final third, which is which is similar to to what we have at home. Um, I think we just need a bit more creativity. Um, I didn't see it from Campbell. So, first of all, team-wise, for brave decision, but it's the right decision to drop Fleming, so it's good to see Rowett do that. Um, I was pleased for Campbell to come in, but Campbell's not fit, so he shouldn't have played. He was he was off the pace. He was a shadow. He was chasing shadows the whole of the first half, whole of the game, really. You know, he's, I think he is a decent player, but he's, he's just not fit. So we shouldn't be playing a player who's not match fit, you know, especially when you've got players like Watmore or SA who could play a 10 role there. So, you know, I can blame Rowett for that. But, you know, he did the right thing by dropping Fleming. I thought the, the back five, that wasn't the wrong choice. I thought Longman got forward well. He's clearly a direct player. His shooting's a bit wayward. He got one on target. Um, at, you know, Norton Cuffey did well as well coming forward. So I, don't, I didn't mind the five at the back today. Um, but it's just—I think it was just that it was just when we got to the the, the final third. Billy Mitchell didn't have a great game. Um, you know, there's that opportunity in the first half where he just had to play a simple ball through to even Nisbet or Bradshaw, and he just lofted it forward. Didn't go to either of them. You know, and he was it was caught wanting a couple of times towards the end of the, the game. So I, I think next time I'd like to see Sav in the middle with Denora Ray. Maybe Sav, I don't know, because he was wearing international duty. But I'd rather see him in there, and I'd rather see a what more on SA as a ten, really. Aside from that, you know, I know we lost three 0 but I don't think it was a terrible, terrible performance. We've got to take our chances. Bradshaw should have scored. You know, that's the difference. You look at Piero; he just slots the ball in. If that was Piero going through and going on there, he would just slotted it in. Bradshaw hits it straight at the keeper. So you know, that's a that's a difference. We haven't got the funds that Leeds have got. Um, so. Yeah, I think that's it really. Um, yeah, the last two goals, well, especially the last goal, we're just chasing it. You know, Imarco's going to make mistakes like that. That's why we've got, you know, that's fair enough. Um, the second goal, again, we're wide open, but that's naivety and lack of quality. I f- think it's a massive game, obviously, Rotherham on Wednesday. Rotherham are definitely not, not not in the same quality as Leeds, so we can't. You know, we've got no excuses against Rotherham. You know, so I think we need to play a similar team, similar formation. Anyway, I think I definitely wouldn't have Campbell in there, um, whether we play Fleming or not. I don't know, but we need a bit more pace and urgency up front. So I think I'll play Watmore and SA, and um, and bring Savile in as well. Donore had a good game. You know, he's balled into Bradshaw as class. He's a good player. Um, so I'm not too despondent. I don't know what other people are feeling. Um, it's disappointing, but I don't know. I'm being maybe I'm glass half full, but I'm being positive, thinking ahead of Wednesday. If we lose it Wednesday, it'll be a different story. But um, yeah, fingers crossed for Wednesday. That's it for me. Come on, you lines. It's nice to have a bit of positivity on the show, listeners. I must admit, um, you get a bit used to the um, the same kind of uh, mood over and over with these these voicemails, especially in the aftermath of what was a disappointing loss. I do know where you're coming from, Matt. Um, was it a terrible performance? It wasn't terrible. We, I think where I might differ with you is that we had a lot of 
um, we had a lot of the ball. We had a lot of huff and puff, but we really just didn't carve out anything decisive. Yeah, in the end, you know, they, they can buy players for X amount of millions of pounds and that will separate us. It's going to separate us from probably, what, you know, 85% of the league, maybe only QPR and Rotherham and maybe um, one or two others that don't spring into my head at the moment. Um can't you know can't compete at that level otherwise that's the that's the nature of the division that we're up against so we've got to find a way if we want to survive in this league um as far as the um the effort yeah i i, I think we put a lot of effort in there wasn't much clear-eyed leadership on the field yesterday there was acres and acres of space in midfield no one reacting to that now that that reaction can be on the field some of the you know players play to instructions but um between the on-field uh, leaders, whoever that's meant to be, and the manager sat on the side, also meant to be leading his side, if you're not spotting, um, you know, the kind of uh, the, the the wide open vistas that Leeds United are running into, then there's a big problem. I, I would put that down to the manager not spotting pretty early on. Um, you know, I am no judge of football, dear listeners, far from it. Only years and years of going down Millwall. But if I can see it, from my bird shit infested seat up in, in block one. What's he looking at? Gary Rowett being he. Um, Wednesday is a big game. Um, I think there's a lot on the st- on the table on Wednesday. Um, I agree about Denor, and I do agree about Jules Savile coming back. Um, as for, for Zian Fleming, um, neither he nor Campbell have made much difference um, for whatever reason. I don't know about Campbell's fitness. I don't know why he's taking the field if he's not fit. Um, but it was no real difference between Campbell being out there and Fleming. I think I said this in my in-game thoughts that um, Fleming's been ineffective and, and Campbell's been ineffective. The only players that do come in and make a real visual impact are the hungry youngsters, the the SAs, the Amakus, and if you give them the service, the right service up front, the ever-running Tom Bradshaw. And I think Kevin Nisbet is a talented, talented boy, but give him the right service. Millwall don't expect him to be some kind of battering ram striker. Um, so, yeah, huge, huge Wednesday night coming. But it's nice to have a little bit of positivity, uh, Matt, and I do appreciate it, mate. Um, next up, Matt Webb. Hi, Nick. Matt Webb here. Come back from today's home defeat. Another home defeat under the regime of Senor Rowett. It's... Our home form is a is an absolute farce now. It's it is relegation fodder. That's what I see it as. Um, words cannot describe today because of the fact that Leeds were average. They weren't like the Burnley that came down last year and we held out for a two-two with them. They were just an average Leeds United team. But we made them look brilliant today, uh, and. Calamitous defending didn't help. Um, okay, some officiating definitely didn't help, but I can't blame the. I hate blaming referees when we lose, and I won't blame the referee again because we lost. We lost because we just don't have the bite at home at the moment. We're so predictable, you know. When it comes to set pieces, we're let's just look for Cooper. That's that's all we seem to be doing. When we play, we do two passes forward, one pass back, one pass sideways, and try and go down the wings. If that don't work, 
we just oof it up top and just hope and pray that the strikers can run onto it. And then you got the subs, which, again, we're 1-0 down, chasing the game. We take our £2 million striker off. The man who scored two goals already this season. Don't get it. I didn't understand the lineup. Um, I didn't understand Campbell's... Um, oh, I don't know what Campbell was doing today. I thought we had Naomi Campbell playing at one point. The only assumption I could say is that Savile did not start was because he's travelled with Northern Ireland over the last couple of weeks. But Alan Campbell has not stood out to me at all so far. And I've, I actually forgot he was playing at one point. On the positive, Longman looked good. And Norton Cuffey, for me, was man of the match today for Millwall. Best player in the Millwall shirt today. He was brilliant. It's just... It, you know, you, you do, everyone comes home from Millwall probably pissed off because we ain't won. But you know what? It's now... Oh, we've lost. Ho-ho. Never mind. That's how I feel. And, it, and you, you, I should be more angry than this than I ain't. I think Wednesday now is absolutely vital. If we don't get a result at home... On Wednesday night, the call, the chance are coming back out, I believe. Because after that, we've got West Brom on Saturday. That's not going to be easy. And then we've got Swansea at home. So I, I feel Wednesday massive for, for the club. Gary Rout needs to get his best team out there, the right team out there. Because I still don't think he knows his best team. He doesn't know his best midfield, and that is hindering us massively at the moment. I did a bit of boring stats whilst uh, I got home because I'm watching the, the football on TV. Gary Rout has won 42% of his home games. Now, you compare that to Neil Harris. Neil Harris won 52% of his home games. You don't, you've got to realise that home advantage is big and you have to make the ground a fortress wherever you've got 5,000 or 15,000 in you've got to make that a hostile atmosphere and Millwall has just got bland at home and I want I want the old Millwall back now I want to come to the den and have only a couple of defeats in the season as opposed to five or six I hopefully I could cheer up come Wednesday but when I found out we got Rotherham at home, I'd rather be playing them away at the moment. Come on, you Lions. Huge thank you to Matt Webb. Interesting post, Matt. Um, lot, to, uh, lot to chew over. There's been a lot to chew over in the whole show. Uh, one or two repeat themes, really. I mean, I, I, we've all got our own ways of putting it. But I think the repeat theme is the current drudgery and blandness was the word, I think, that you use there, Matt, about going to Millwall. It's become a real chore. If I wasn't doing this show, dear listeners, I wouldn't have bothered yesterday. I might have thought, oh, fuck it, I'll stick it on the telly. It's on Sky. Um, 12 o'clock on a Sunday morning going over there. Do you know what I mean? It's There's some deep drive uh, loyalty, many, many years of, of repeat habit that's driving me over there at the moment. Also doing this this show, um, you know, you, you feel like, I don't know, you feel like you've got some kind of unspoken contract with the listening public out there, however mad that 
that might sound. So um, at the moment, it does feel like you, 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 you're going there under um, under sense of duty, duress, or whatever way you want to put it. Um, love the comment about um, rather watching Naomi Campbell than Alan Campbell. I would rather watch Naomi Campbell a lot than uh, than, than Alan Campbell. I can't I um, quite get my head around what he's doing starting for us yesterday. Um, the lack of energy we've we've touched on a, a few times. I do agree. I do agree with you, mate. That um, he needs to get his shit together for Wednesday night. It, it needs to be a win. It needs to be a fairly decent win. We beat Rotherham. I think we beat him three 0 back at the start of the year. It needs to be something similar. Um, I don't think a scruff, well, a scruffy win will do us better than nothing. But um, anything less than that will, I think, bring out the. Uh, you know, the, the village um, elders with their flames and their pitchforks into the car park because we're getting very close to that. We've already had one um, breakdown of relationship this season at Norwich, um, screaming and shouting, and I think we're going to get back to that kind of, um, you know, uh, bawling in the street, police being called to a domestic kind of situation soon because um there is a deep hunger Eighteen thousand people were there yesterday listeners i keep making banging this point we had eighteen thousand people at the, the bristol game people are turning out for millwall and not being given uh that the, they're millwall not keeping their side to the bargain in the sense of supplying them with something moderately entertaining to watch anyway last message up now it comes in from show regular ben anthony so have a listen to ben Hello Nick, hello listeners, Ben Anthony here, uh, calling in after a, a dog shit performance from Millwall, um, 3-0 against Leeds and I don't think it flattered them at all, um, we t- we turned up for 15 minutes and that's it, uh, I, I don't understand how we seem to have built up a, a squad of players and a mentality that cannot handle the big occasions, cannot handle the big crowds. Um, every time there's a sellout, we seem to just fall apart. Um, and the same happened again today. The atmosphere building up to the game was great. Uh, the crowd turned up, the fans turned up, they did their part. And for for the first 15 minutes, I think it was more to do with Leeds playing poorly than Millwall playing well. Uh, but we had the most most of the ball and, and opportunities to attack, um, which we didn't really do. We we didn't create any particularly clear cut chances throughout the entire game, let alone that first 15 minutes. And then uh, yeah, it, it looked like a bit of a foul in the build up, but the the Millwall team just stopped. And looked at the referee, and 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 the, the Leeds carried on and played to the whistle. And you get what you deserve if you if you don't play to the whistle. The other two goals, um, shocking. The the defence nowhere to be seen, parted ways, um, which is a bit of a theme with our defence at the moment. Um, and I'm I'm getting fed up with seeing defenders. Um, backing off and backing off when uh, attackers are moving towards us. We, we have no idea what to do. We we don't know. We just sit back until it's too late and you have to lunge in with a last-second challenge to hope that they don't score. I don't know what the setup was. It, attacking-wise, it seemed to be 
try and get the ball down the wing and get a cross in and it was a hopeful cross that was about all we had um and we didn't win anything at all uh we never thought about going through the middle i don't really understand what the tactics were it, it can't have been counter-attack because we didn't counter-attack and it, it wasn't attacking football and it wasn't very defensive we did we didn't do much in defense so i don't know what the tactics were um, and the players didn't turn up. They have to fa ask, answer some serious questions because um, they didn't turn up at all. Longman was absolute dog shit. I don't get it. What, what's he doing there? How did he stay on the pitch for that long? We ended up with Imaku at left wing back at the end of the game, and I actually think he was an improvement. Uh, it, it was awful, 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 all throughout the game, all throughout the pitch. They were shocking, and um, I'm really sick and tired of seeing a Millwall team that have no guts and have no fight in them. They look um, fed up, um, and they look clueless out there, particularly in attack. I feel sorry for Bradshaw and Nisbet because they didn't get the ball to their feet hardly all game um, and spent the rest of the game chasing hopeless balls up to them or just watching it fly over their head. Um, their goalkeeper had no nothing to challenge because of that. We had no no thoughts, no ideas, nothing. Um, I think it's an appalling performance. Uh, Leeds deserve the win. Uh, that, that sort of goes without saying. They won by default, really. Um, and yeah, there's there's some big questions to answer now. We've got, uh, I would say, f I think it's five games till the next international game, and I think uh, next international break, and I think that's how long. Um, this management team have got to turn this around. Um, I always say leave it to about 12 games and that would be 11, 12 games. Um, so I think that's how long he's got to, to sort this out. But I'm, I'm really sick and tired of watching these boring, useless performances and something has to change. Um, otherwise, he has to change. <laughs> you can't keep having this so if the squad aren't up to it make the changes um start the two kids and um and you know at least have some guts and and look like they're trying to do something um because if you can't do that then you're not managing the team effectively fed up see you on wednesday strong stuff from ben um hard to argue with it dear listeners thank you ben Appreciate that, mate. Boring and useless performances. I think that probably sums up how a lot of us are feeling at the moment. Can it be turned around by Gary Rowett? He's done it before, in fairness. Never, it never really convinces me as an attacking manager. And I think I've said this a few times over these two shows that I've done now as a consequence to yesterday. I was going to actually sit down and do something last night, but I just lack the energy, listeners. So um, that's why it's all going out this afternoon. I've taken the... The, the day to um, pull it all together and get it off my uh, my metaphorical plate. Um, yeah, um, I wonder what the mood is like in the dressing room, in the Mill dressing room. I can't believe that the, the players as a group, certainly individually, I don't know if they listen to this show or any of the other shows, they must do, I would, um, but they must get a sense that the, the crowd are unhappy with what they're seeing. Um, there's a basic dissatisfaction built into this kind of football um, my mood if I were in that dressing room would be deeply sceptical of Gary Rowett as a manager um, 
I wonder what it is like. I, I don't have any um, insight, nor do I have any links or contacts in the dressing room. I've not, never been one to try and build those kinds of links. Maybe that's why um, <laughs> some people might might listen to other, other other channels and thinking they've got some insight. I don't know, but uh, I don't have anything on there. But um, the the melting away on the big occasions tells a story for me. Um, you know, it's it's never been easy to to play in front of a big crowd. So I can I can get that, but um, you know, you're better off playing in front of eighteen thousand people who want you to win, as as happened yesterday, than the opposite. But uh, we just don't seem to be able to uh, to do that. Um, incidentally, Bill Slack in his message earlier on asked a question which I've neglected to answer um, but I'm going to try and um, save my day for you Bill you asked when was the last time a midfielder scored and the answer to that question is George Saville at Wigan which I erased from my memory I, 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 I can't quite escape the memory of the Weatherspoons where I had to kill an hour before my train back to back to town but um, I'd forgotten that George Saville had scored um, to equalise after 30 minutes up there at uh, What's it called? It's not the it's not the JJB Stadium anymore. Anyway, that that stadium, that Leisure Centre. Prior to that, though, if you if you take that one apart, the last midfielder, and I'm, I don't think of mid of Fleming as a midfielder, but the last midfielder to score apart from Savile at at Wigan was um, Honeyman, and he scored versus. He scored versus Coventry City last season, which was back in uh, in a three-two win, which is in August. Other than that, it's been um, forwards. Oh, Cooper, he's a defender. He got a goal against Blackburn away in um, uh, in October twenty-two. But yeah, I mean the point stands. I'm, I'm desperately trying to look through the Mill History website on my phone. So I might have missed one, but I can't see one other than George Savile. I'm going back to George Honeyman last season, the start of last season, which is um, not great. Not great, dear listeners, but there we are. A huge thank you to everyone who's contributed to this show. I really appreciate it. Do send me your voicemails. Do keep them coming. I'm going to try and do this format. Tell me what you what you think of this format, whether you like it or not. A reaction format um, takes a bit of time, but I'll try and do it for shows going forward. So you let me know if you like it or not, please. Much appreciated. Um, there we are. Oh, I'm going to close the uh, show with the answer to our question. We asked earlier on for the punditgames.co.uk, the uh, quiz game of choice for the thinking Millwall fan. Uh, this is a World Cup question, old school World Cup question. One of Germany's best ever players, West Germany's ever best ever players. He played in the same four World Cups as Pele. Uh, he has a photo of him leaving the field after the 1966 World Cup final in England, which was voted Photo of the Century by Kicker magazine. He played exclusively, apart from one match for Cork Celtic, he played for Hamburger, SV, 476 appearances, 404 goals for the Hamburgers between 1953 and 1972, 72 appearances and 43 goals for the West German national side. 1954 to 70. His name? Uwe Saylor. Uwe Saylor. Thank you for listening to the show, dear listeners. We'll be back after the Rotherham match. Until then, Arriva Dirty Mill. Bye for now. Achtung. 
Millwall.